Welcome to Overflow, the podcast exploring what is and is not inherently visible about those who build with Webflow. I'm Matthew Munger from the Webflow community team, and in each episode, we highlight the unique perspectives, passions, and experiences that fuel the creative mind of our guest. From Barcelona, Spain, we're joined by Webflow lead, Matthias Peters. Matthias' identity as master flow maker speaks to his years of deep Webflow knowledge and interest in designing systems. In this episode, we'll hear how he created incredible resources like the system and the 100 days of Webflow interactions, how to celebrate the wins of others and pursuing the life of freedom through freelancing. Featuring Matthias Peters, this is Overflow. Hey, Matthias, thank you for joining me today. Hey, Matt, thank you very much for this opportunity. Really happy to be here. So why don't you quickly just tell everyone a little bit about yourself? My name is Matthias. I'm a Webflow lead. I've been in the Webflow space for quite a few years and right now really enjoying sharing my knowledge on Webflow so others can get value from it and understand the little, the little things that are not that really that you don't get on first sight when you get, you come into Webflow. I'm a graphic designer by train. That's mm. I went to university for. And then at some point during my professional career, I stumbled upon Webflow and I made the switch to a more dev role and leave behind the, the design part of me. But I, I really enjoy working with really high quality designs. Were you a freelance graphic designer or were you working for an agency? I've been the whole spectrum. I've been working in-house in the final client. I've been working in-house as part of an agency, then move into the freelance world and also running a team right now. How large is your team? Three. Well, it's not It's not three. It's like, it's more this kind of uh, dynamic team where I call mm. people. Uh, I say three because there's always a project manager, a workflow developer and myself okay. uh, for it at least. But yeah, depending on, on the workload and, and the project needs, there could be more people. And where are you located? Where do you live? I'm, I'm located in Spain. I'm close to Barcelona. I live in a mm -hmm. small town by the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, that's, that's my spot. What's it like living there? Uh, it's really chill out. Uh, it's like kind of touristy place, like local tourism. So it's pretty mm. quiet throughout the year. And then July, August, that's kind of the, the summer season. There's okay. some tourism coming in, but it's like local. It's not that li like these heavy party places, nothing like that. It's more, yeah, more family friendly tourism. Mm. Just relaxing by the beach. Yeah. And, I, and we've been here just for like on May, we're going to, it's going to be one year. Before that, we were living in Mallorca. It's like a really touristy place here in Europe where like a lot of English people, German people and people from the Northern Europe come for, for the holidays and sometimes yeah. get a little bit um, crowded, the island. And that's why I'm saying that right now where we live is a really more, it's tourist, touristy, but much more chilled out. <laughs> yeah, it's more calm than what you had before. Yeah. What do you really like about living there? So we came here because we were looking for a nice school for our kids. So my oldest started school, well, last year's. We were looking for um, two things. One thing is that the school needed to be public, like public education here in Spain is kind of almost free. Mm -hmm. And it needed to have also this like kind of, I don't know how to call it in English, but like alternative approach. They're like educational 
ways that are not like the traditional way, more not too much sitting in tables, not too much opening books and more like mm-hmm. experiencing things. I think and, we'd say more hands-on and less lecture. Yeah. And that's not really easy to find here in Spain. Those two things, public with those two things I, I mentioned. And yeah, we found that here nearby where we live right now. And that mainly uh, was what made us move to this place. What do you enjoy going out and doing when you leave the house? So we live by the sea. Mm-hmm. And here is a, is a really special nature environment because here's where a, a really big river that crosses Spain ends. And there's a really special thing called Delta. It's kind of the point of an arrow shape. The land goes in, into the sea. You, you see a lot of birds around, like different type of birds. The sea is really di- different spots with really nice places to go and swim. You have really calm water. You have then a little bit more waves. I think that that's the part I really enjoy like going to these places during mm-hmm. the weekends mm-hmm. and the free time. If somebody was to come visit, what would you recommend to them? It's like, oh, you really need to do this or see this. They need to try rice here, like not just rice, like paella, yeah. but it's more like that. More Paella is like a really specific way of cooking it. Then you have a lot of th- different variants from there and you can have like black rice, you can have different type of rice, always with maybe some sort of seafood. And because the whole Delta, this place where I'm mentioning, is where they grow rice here in this place. Mm. And you can also see how they do planting of the rice, how they do harvesting. So everything goes around the rice. Yeah, so the, the whole Delta is really nice place to just maybe get a bike and get a ride around or, by, or with the car. Or It's a really special spot from a uh, nature point of view. Where you normally do your day-to-day work, what does your workspace look like? I'm at my workspace right now, space that's home. Uh, that's We have a, a room here where I have my table with my computer, my mic, my everything here. I also, I used to go to a co-working space, but I prefer to be at home, to be honest. It's easy. Of course, I some days go to a co-working space just to change the space and also mm-hmm. to go out from this like this room and see yeah. people and that stuff but yeah this is my my workspace i have um a macbook as my main screen i have uh, an ipad as my secondary screen my mic my mouse and keyboard there's no anything fancy about that do you have any hobbies or interest outside of building cool things in webflow okay right now my life is mainly work and family because i have yeah. uh, small kids that require a lot of attention but whenever I can, I'm a salsa dancer, Cuban mm-hmm. salsa dancer. If I knew about my abilities with dancing earlier in my life, I would be doing that professionally. But it came late in my life, so mm. right now it's just a hobby. But yeah, what I do is this: there's these social events normally during the night. So you go mm-hmm. to a, like a club or stuff. They're going, they're putting music, and you go there and just dance with people. It's a really like fun and healthy environment. No, there's no much alcohol in, uh, involved, and I really, really enjoy mm. those that those vibes. Yeah, it's just a good time, and you get a little exercise out of it too, huh? Yeah, flamenco is like kind of the traditional dance, like the most known one, because in the end, if you go, flamenco is more tied to the south of, of Spain, Andalusia. That's like mm. a, a region south in Spain. And then it's really different from maybe regions on the north where they have their own culture or their own way of, of manifesting that and different yeah. languages as well, different dance, different art. It's specifically for, from the south of Spain, but 
from a I think from a marketing point of view is it's really spread out to internationally like mm -hmm. like the dance from Spain as like you know like bullfights and all that stuff. <laughs> what is something that would surprise people to learn about you? Well, I said I'm based in Spain and. Yeah. If you were speaking with me in Spanish, you would say you're from Spain, but actually I'm from Chile, South America. Hmm. I was born in Chile and with nine years old, I came to Spain. And there is a interesting story behind that. The reason why I came to Spain was because my dad was about to go to jail. And he the, he was like hidden in, in the mountains, I don't know where, in, in Chile. And he paid the, the policeman in the, in the border, I don't know, a lot of money to <laughs> let him out. Mm -hmm. And he came to Spain. There's another story over there, but that's the main reason why I'm in Spain right now. <laughs> well, that, yeah, it does sound like an interesting story for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that's, that surprised people. What is your role day to day? And you described yourself as a Webflow lead, I think is what you yeah. said, right? So uh, how would you describe what you do day to day in that role? Yeah. So one side would be get clients. The other thing is to once I, I land a client to understand what is the need and to um, instead of just going into Webflow directly with their designs to understand like the reasoning behind that from a build per perspective in terms of how we, we can do this in a way that then we can give you as much ownership as you you can. I tried to get all those answers beforehand before we jump into the into the project. And then to stick around to make sure everything is going well, if there's anything, any help that's needed from me in terms of some complexity during the project. And also once we get to the end of a project to train the client on how to use their Webflow site, how to how they're going to be able to keep growing it and any specific to that to that build. Because in the end, every project has its own like peculiarities. Yeah. yeah. Each project is unique, <laughs> peculiar, yes. as, as he said building websites for clients. Was this something that you set out to do? Because you said before you were in graphic design. So the, the, the word that comes to my mind is freedom. So I think the main thing that connects everything is freedom. I mean, to live my, by my own rules, be able to control my own time, be able to control my, my own things, you know? And mm -hmm. maybe that's a little bit spiritual, or maybe a little bit abstract, but if we go, go to the more practical way, I would say I really... Mm, enjoy systematizing things like building systems like creating logic going a little bit deeper of just like, like a build like going to one level deeper to to create like an underlying foundation that everything makes sense for mm -hmm. the client or for a new developer that's going to come in here when i started graphic design more like in the visual part of course like doing brands doing doing nice identities and i guess with the power of webflow I turn into into development and mm -hmm. and so that I really enjoy that part of systematizing and creating logic is tedious sometimes it's kind of hard to to think on that way so but yeah I enjoy that part and it's interesting because you even created something called the system right which is your own kind of design development framework in Webflow yep the reason why I did that is first was like a personal thing because I had all these ideas in mind but every time I started a new project kind of I revisit them constantly. Mm -hmm. So I needed a way to document those ideas so I can have like a starting point and, and not reinventing the wheel every time. So I did it first like for internal purpose, but as I was doing it, I thought, hey, there is some concepts here and ways of understanding how Webflow and from the development work that could be beneficial for others. And it was a good exercise to make the documentation with that in mind. 
Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing it with the community. All right, Matias, what excites or motivates you about what you're doing? It is exciting that I can choose what to do. Now running my team is both difficult, but also exciting. Like I have the, the power to decide what, where to put my effort and mm-hmm. uh, where I want to, to, to lean on. And yet here's where also my recent initiative comes to mind. Uh, yeah. The 100 days of Webflow interactions that I just finished. Yeah, congratulations. And it's It's been amazing following yeah. that work. Thank you. And the reason this came to be was because I wanted to, to start creating this team called the Bookmark Agency and wanted to track clients in the like brand agency space. I thought, okay, I'm going to do this challenge and this will definitely at some point get some clients. So what I'm going to do is 100 interactions and these interactions are going to be based on the work from these brand agencies. I'm going to just grab like a small visual that I like or whatever. I see how it can be animated tag them on social media and get their attention and they will end up working with me. This hasn't been the case because in the end, what I was doing wasn't for these brand agencies, was for other Webflow developers that they Mm. can nurture themselves from seeing specific uh, animations and interactions were built in Webflow. One thing that has been in, in my Webflow journey since the beginning is that I've tried to keep everything as web as Webflow native as possible. So I really enjoy to push the limits of Webflow and pretty crazy what you can do just with Webflow. I always knew that I want to teach Webflow or to teach what I know uh, because mm-hmm. I know my, my understanding of the tool is pretty deep because of the years I've been involved with it. But I've always tried to find this balance. Okay, I need to get paid. I need money to leave. <laughs> that that's comes from client work. Also, on the other side, I want to teach people and I, don't, I know that it takes a while before you can monetize that somehow or you can make a living from teaching others. I think I enjoy more the teaching part, but I need to to be profitable in some in some manner so I can keep myself alive and, and maintain the family. <laughs> yeah. What is a resource that you think more people should know about in the Webflow community? Twitter, like a starting point. Like you you mm. can see a lot of people there. There's where the Webflow community is like broadly lives. Mm-hmm. How would you recommend somebody kind of get involved in the Webflow Twitter space? Following, like, you don't know, people who are sharing stuff, I would say Vincent, he shared really his own perspective as well. Like Timothy Ricks also shares really valuable stuff. The top names, they're creating content and just follow them and see how people interact with those. And then you can grow your network from there. They also, I'm thinking sometimes for very specific things, I have the, the privilege to be part of the expert program. And that gives me also access to the Slack workspace where also people, if you have more like complex things maybe. Yeah. So the Webflow partner program. So one of the benefits is not just getting client leads and stuff. It's also that you're in this sub community of experts that that you can actually ask questions and get help from. If I have a really, really like something that I know someone could, could ask, I just go and ask that person directly. Yeah. That's a great thing about the community. Most people are open and approachable. And so if you have a question, don't be afraid to reach out. More often than not, you will find that people are generous with their time and their knowledge. Who is someone in the Webflow community that inspires you? Vincent. The reason is because, yeah, I've, I've known him since the early days that I joined Webflow. And since the early days, he's he always been uh, sharing publicly and freely of the things he he knows he discovers he and he's really humble as well like 
I don't know. He enjoys doing it, and that's one of I think the the key to what he shares. And I don't know. He he goes so deep. Like suddenly he shares something, and you you say, "Wow!" Uh, <laughs> I don't know how he 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 know about that. He knew about that. Um, that would be one. I'm thinking also of John Morin. And the reason I say he inspires me is because I had the chance to meet him at the first Webflow conference in 2019. I don't know his energy, the the way he speaks, and was really fun to spend time with him. And also, he's a really great designer. I don't know. I I love his vibes as well. You can see him on on the videos he he creates for, <laughs> for his courses. He has a really funny funny approach. He's definitely got his own brand of humor. It's, yeah. it's good. Yes. What is some advice that you would like to share? You know what it comes to my mind? Like instead of celebrating others, kind of getting jealous from the achievements from others. And I'm changing that already. But the sooner you can get happy for others, not just in the Webflow community, but in your life, is better. So my advice would be if you see someone who is doing great or who you would like to be like in the future like this person because they release a template or because they land a new 10k client or whatever instead of getting mad at him or yourself because you're not there just like yeah. celebrate it and ask this person hey how are you doing what how how did you make like just get curious and get close to those persons because the closer you get to those persons you're, you're gonna be as them because you want that's your ultimate goal yeah okay. so instead of getting jealous of other people's achievements celebrate Celebrate them and then be curious, learn from them, get closer to them so you can actually learn from them. How can others reach out and connect with you? Yeah, the best way is on Twitter. My handle is MasterFlowMaker and yeah, I'm pretty active there. Also, I'm on LinkedIn, Matthias Peters. Those are the two places where I'm more active. This was an Overflow episode with Matthias Peters, produced by the Webflow community team with music by Joseph McDade. To learn more about the Webflow community, please visit webflow.com community. I've been your host, Matthew Munger. Thanks for listening.